All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, BC here. Welcome back to another episode of Supreme Being. I'm your host, and as always, we're sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. We are now nationwide here in the States, and we've also achieved a worldwide status as well. If you need anything real estate, you can contact myself, anybody on the team. Go to our Instagram at, at TeamBCSold, or you can go to TeamBCSold.com. Number two, if you guys are in the real estate world and you're interested in working with me and or my team, you can go to partnerwithteambc.com. Check that video out. If you like what you see, schedule a call with us and we'll chat. And lastly, a shout out to my tribe and my team and all my mentees in Modern Success, right? Modern Success also sponsors this podcast. It's my coaching program. Um, we've surpassed well over 300 active members now. Uh, if you're interested in joining and getting closer to me, being mentored, so on and so forth, go to the link in my bio, or you can go to briancasella.com. All right, so let's begin. You know, there's been a lot of requests from people for me to discuss, you know, NLP more lately, right? Uh, I don't know why there's been a sudden surge that people want to learn more about NLP and hypnosis and that kind of stuff. And I'll discuss some of the misconceptions of it right in the beginning, give you some general stuff for just a couple brief minutes, and then we'll jump into um, really what it's about and some simple things that I can give you in regards to actionable items and concepts that you can apply right away into your life, whether it's in sales or not, in order for you to live a better life and, you know, get a better experience out of communicating with people, connecting with people, because that's really what it's about, right? When I discuss NLP and hypnosis, uh, initially all my studies and understanding of it is simply uh, just to understand yourself more, how the mind works, how communication works, and how there's a link and bond and how you access the mind and can access the mind at the deepest levels through uh, linguistics and communication, right? Um, people, I believe, do not understand that. And the highest level people who um, are engaged in this, particularly somebody like Milton Erickson, who was a conversational hypnosis master, and he did hypnotherapy, right? Those are the people that know how the mind works, how it's connected to the body, and then how to use language and everything involved with communication to access it and help people, basically, right? Because if you have access to it, then you can help. Now, it starts with the understanding of it for yourself and how it works. Then the next step would be to now use some of these techniques and understanding to influence yourself once you've reached a certain level of being able to do that, then now you can turn around and help other people and influence other people, right? The issue that I see is number one, people don't understand it for what it is. And number two, they, they think it's about doing something to somebody else when it's not. That's really not what it is. And I think if you learn some of these basic concepts and this technology, this communication technology, right, in particular, um, and, and you don't really use it on yourself, meaning you don't master it with yourself, like as an example, using some of the stuff to keep that fire going un under your ass, you know, being able to use it to be consistent, to exercise uh, self-discipline, to erase your own doubts and shortcomings in your mind, change your beliefs and philosophies and, and rewire them into more powerful ones, right? If we can't first do that us with ourselves, then I think we're not in a position yet to take this technology and push it out. And somebody asked, am I wearing earrings? Yes, and rings and jewelry and a bunch of other shit. <clears throat> that's what this is really about, okay? It starts with you and it ends with you, but it starts with you primarily, right? So when people approach 
the subject matter. I think it's being approached from the wrong perspective. It's about what can I learn to do something to somebody else to make more sales or whatever it is, right? They not only misunderstand it, but they also think it's only useful in a certain context. Like typically people will come to me for this stuff for sales, right? Oh, you know, I want to be a better influencer and persuader. Again, think of yourself, think of relationships, think of friendships. I want you guys to start thinking of these terms and concepts and, and technologies we can say of the mind in a different way. Okay. That way now it, it becomes a, a stronger, more effective and more versatile tool. That way you can utilize it to a higher degree, right? It would be like, as if I give you a superpower to teleport and instead of using it to its fullest, you're using it within your home to go from like here to the kitchen, right? You're taking something that's so powerful and you're using it for a very small and significant thing. Okay. So let's begin. You know, I made a video recently on YouTube and I'm going to touch on some of those concepts and some other things uh, in regards to this, because when we are dealing with and discussing the phenomenon, we can say of two human beings who are complete strangers coming into contact with each other, right? And then the next step, they now become comfortable enough with, with each other that they now build a friendship, a bond relationship, right? Fill in the blank. But initially able to communicate with each other. Now, there's a science and there's a, a methodology to proper communication, a proper communication cycle between two people and them systematically doing relationships, getting closer, getting to know each other more, right? Doing business together, so on and so forth, right? Whatever you want to fill in that blank with, you can. However, that has been reverse engineered now scientifically to the point where we know methodology can say things you can do, who you can be, techniques you can apply to literally cultivate that. It's crazy where you can be handed a step-by-step -step system to take somebody from, they don't know who the hell you are and stranger to now they're a very close friend or colleague of yours, or you're now in a romantic relationship or whatever. It's crazy that that's even possible, right? But this is why this technology is so powerful because that code has been cracked. Okay. Now in that code, within that code, as we discuss it more, we're going to zoom in on one thing. One thing that you hear regularly in the basic, basic beginnings of neuro-linguistic programming or NLP is the map is not the territory. So the territory for the sake of simplicity, we can refer to as what reality actually is. Okay. Then the map will be the individual's perception and filter on said reality. Meaning every single one of us on this live, listening to this podcast, the thousands of people that will download it this week, we all have a different map and interpretation of what reality is. Okay. And I want you to remember that now within that map of reality comes your particular representational system. We all filter the world in our own unique way. Now there's generalizations we can make that, and they'll stem from there. However, on average, everybody's a little bit different. Even if we all fall into the same category, as an example, we have visual audio and kinesthetic. Okay. Some people process the world, view it, think in visual systems and representation. Some people, it's more from an audio perspective and some are from a kinesthetic, which is like a physical hands-on type thing. Now, how can you get in communication with somebody and immediately pick up on those things? Well, you have to look at the words that they use and the syntax that they use. Okay. Let's say I'm talking to somebody 
And typically when we're speaking to somebody, and this is one area that you can look in, when they're listening to you, they'll make conversational and, and, and confirmational statements, right? Like as an example, I'm more of a visual, visual person. So when you're explaining something to me or saying something, I'll say, oh, okay, th that's clear to me. I see what you mean, right? I can paint that picture in my head. Those responses and that syntax is visual if you really listen, okay? Now, for the salespeople in particular, a lot of them, and I was in the beginning, we're so not focused and nervous because we're worried about what we're going to say next that we don't catch those little nuances, right? The other person who's auditory uh, leaning towards, right, will say, I hear what you mean. That sounds good, right? Again, sound, hear, those are auditory. The person who's more kinesthetic will say, okay, I, I, I have a feel for that. I feel what you're saying. I have, I have a good grasp on that concept, right? That's all touch. That all implies kinesthetic touch. So when I made that YouTube video in particular, I discussed this a little bit more in detail. Now, where can this really be applied and understood? Well, if I'm sitting with somebody and I'm having a discussion, I'm paying attention to this stuff because when I receive this sensory data from people, I know, hey, this is how they view and interpret the world. It's neither good nor bad but it gives me insight into how I can communicate in a way that's more acceptable to them and more comfortable for them. One of the biggest things I get from people, whether it's sales or just everyday life is, they say they feel very comfortable with me very quickly. This is one of those things I pick up on naturally now because I've been doing it for so long and I employ it. I will return that back to them. Okay, so that verbiage, Another thing you can do that's in line with this is hijack, hijacking, literally hijacking people's phrases and words. So if someone likes to say, um, I don't know, make anything up that people say that might be particular to certain individuals. Like when they leave, they say, zip it up and zip it out, right? That's an old Dave Chappelle joke. Or they say, oh, that's terrific. Instead of saying that's awesome or that's good, they say terrific. Well, that word I'm going to catch if I see right? If I catch that they're using that word or a certain phrase over and over, then I'm going to start using it. Maybe not as much as them, but if they use it in a confirmational way, like, oh, that's terrific. I might use it at a point in our conversation once or twice. Okay. So not only now have I detected their representational system, but now within that representational system, I'm taking keywords and phrases and using it also in conversation to go back. Now, somebody in the Instagram live brought up mirroring, right? Mirroring and matching this concept. That would be a more macro concept. This is a micro concept within that macro, right? If we're going to look at it from that perspective, okay? So in a sense, yes, I'm mirroring and matching in this context with that. Yes, this is just more in detail, okay? So even if we looked at the, look, look at this syntactically, which is words, phrases, and that kind of stuff, right? You see how particular it can get from phrasing to words to representations. This is pretty simple stuff. However, what I would recommend before we even move on is for those of you listening, if this is new to you or it's still a little out there as far as a concept, then the first thing you need to do is identify which representational system are you filtering the world in and you need to become aware of it. Okay. That's the first step and catching it. Then the second step is the people that are close to you start paying close attention to how they respond to things, right? So for example, if somebody 
doesn't even really say stuff to me, but I know that that particular individual tells me I like to learn. I'm a hands-on learner. Well, what's hands-on denote? Kinesthetic. So I might build them. If I'm showing them something, I might build them like a concept where they, they, they can see it and feel it, right? Or show them something in real life, like go to a playground and say, hey, the building or whatever looks like this. So they can actually physically go and check it out and touch it and get a real feel for it, right? Versus somebody who maybe says they, they, they're better at like listening audiobooks, right? Than they are reading. Okay, they're more auditory. I know that person leans more towards that representational system. So again, I don't necessarily have to hear them talk, but we can, in a general sense, take a look at how they're viewing the world, how they're processing it. And very quickly, you can start deducing. Now, this is not, I want to make a, a warning. This is not an end-all be-all where suddenly that person's in that box and nothing else matters. No, right? Because people break the rules or they have a little bit of multiple ones. They'll, they still will lean more towards one, but this is just a general rule of thumb to help kind of guide how you're going to communicate with them, right? So as an example, if I'm selling and I have... Um, a particular client who is more visual in a sense, then I'm going to be sending a lot of stuff when I go to the presentation itself. Beforehand, I'll, se I'll send a lot of stuff to them that's more visual, right? Pictures and graphs. Then at the appointment, when I meet with them, I'm going to have a lot more material that denotes my points in picture form so they can see it. If I'm teaching that person and they come to my office, I'm going to be writing a lot on my board, right? Little diagrams and, and, and drawing things and writing it out so they can see it. Versus the person who's more kinesthetic, I might give them stuff personally that they can hold or get them involved in it and have them write it on the board, right? So now they're physically involved with writing it. Tell them, hey, take notes. And I'll have them get a pencil and a, and a paper. That way they're physically doing it. And I might tell them to do it more since they're more kinesthetic. Versus if somebody's more audio, I may put little snippets and during my presentation, play a tape, play a recording. Also playing a video because it handles visual and audio, right? So you can get creative with this stuff. But again, what I want to do is when I'm meeting with somebody, whether it's sales or not sales, if I really want to facilitate and bridge that gap to get them to trust you and feel more comfortable with you, I'm going to manipulate, change my map to be as similar to theirs as possible. We like people and are more drawn to people that are like us, that are interested in the same topics as us, that walk like us, that talk like us. We technically will gravitate more towards those people in general. Okay. If you're a fast talker, I guarantee you your friendship circle doesn't have many slow talkers. Now that doesn't happen on a conscious level. It's a subconscious thing. Right? Cool. So just a, a little splash a little sprinkle for you guys to wrap your head around this because this is such an intricate topic and i'll do more podcasts on it and more stuff on youtube as time goes on but what you need to understand is this stuff is out there and it may be a little boring it may seem a little weird but these are definitely subjects that you all need to have at least a general understanding of right i'm not saying you have to dedicate your life and be a master to it but it's something to definitely work on something to definitely take a deeper look at and something to incorporate into your game into your daily life with yourself to understand yourself better, but also to better communicate with other people. Because if you follow me, I guarantee in some shape, way, or form, you sell or you want to give value to other people. This is one of those tools that increases your ability to give value to more people and in a better way 
because you then communicate more towards them in the way that they would like to be communicated in. And that's the easiestly, um, the most easy format we can say for them to digest it. Okay. Or easiest version, right. Or form for them to digest. Right. Cool. So I'll end it here. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, again, I, I like keeping these episodes a little bit shorter now, 20, 30 minutes, because I feel that's a good length. As always, uh, this podcast is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. You can contact myself, any of my team members at Team BC Sold on Instagram or YouTube. You can go to teambcsold.com. Number two, if you guys are in the real estate world and you're looking to work with me and my team, go to partnerwithteambc.com. Check out that video if it makes sense to you. Schedule a call with us. Um, if you're interested in working directly on my team, make sure that you contact me or one of my team leaders directly so we can have a chat with you. Um, if you are in the Florida area, central Florida area next month, if you're listening to this and you're in real estate, we're doing a team BC lunch and learn in Lakeland, Florida, the 18th, I believe and the 19th in Orlando in winter garden. So if you need that link, right, I have it on my swipe up on Instagram. I have it on my Facebook if you can't find it, message me directly. I'll send you the link. We have limited spots and I think we're already half full and we just announced it a day or two ago. All right. And lastly, if you guys aren't on my modern success program, these NLP topics and, and hypnosis things I've been covering for years on my coaching program. If your budget's a little bit tight, I have the feature that gives you access to all the recordings and not all the other stuff. That's at the checkout page on my website, briancasella.com or the link in my bio on Instagram. Check that out. If you're ready for the full membership, jump on and we'll see you there. Um, other than that, we'll see you guys on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Pacific, same time, same place. Peace.